Hey, good morning, Porch Community. It's really great to see you. So glad that you are here today. Listen, if you happen to be a first-timer, today is a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, my name is Shannon Patterson. I get to be the lead pastor here. I'm here with Kristen Bembry, our kids pastor, and we have had an incredible week with Rocky Railway VBS. You gotta, it's like you can go wah, 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 wah if you, you say Rocky Railway and it's been an incredible time. And not only that, but our middle school students had their mission week this past week, and they're up here on our front row. And one of the reasons you see the front row a little bit more open than normal is because we sent off 44 of our high school students this morning to go to New Orleans for their mission trip. So it has been a, a, a very active week, a very active week. So um, now we have been doing this series called Something in the Water, but we're going to kind of hit pause on this today um, because um, we wanted to highlight Rocky Railway. So, but I still kind of wanted to do a little bit of Something in the Water, and um, those of you who listen to the podcast know that we were going to do this. This is a little Something in the Water, and the test was if Kristen <laughs> listens to the podcast, she would know that I was going to be doing this right know. now. <laughs> Sometimes I don't listen. But you know, you might have been a little busy this week. I was so. a little busy. A little something in the water. Sometimes a little spritz I don't, for yeah, you. Thanks. So it helps my hair. Um, and see, it even says right there, spray Kristen. Yeah, Did you read my notes? Oh man. So, hey, well, so Kristen, I have asked you up here. I, I wanted you because you have been, you know, the whole iceberg theory. Like what we see is like ten percent, and then there's ninety percent. She has been working for months and months on this past week and putting it all together. And so, I would love for you to take a few moments and share with us kind of the overall theme and what we learned and what we talked about and all that stuff. So go ahead. Absolutely. So we spent this week on the Rocky Railway and we imagined that we were on a train um, up in the Rocky Mountains. It was so much fun learning how much power that steam trains have and how they made that power and then also how much more power we have because we have Jesus that lives in our hearts. Um, this week we studied about the life of Paul and the things that he did and the power that he had because he believed in Jesus. Um, and then during the week we each had a theme and each theme represented one of these animals up here. So on Monday we met my friend Ramsey and Ramsey helped us learn that Where's Jesus Ramsey? helps us do oh, hard here. things. Trust Jesus. You guys remembered. Good job. Ramsey's over there in the corner. You probably, okay. or, no, here? Ramsey. He's hanging right here. He's behind me. Sorry. Right We've rearranged this morning. On Tuesday, Ava, who's a bird over in our tree over there, she taught us that Jesus gives us hope. That's right. And on Wednesday, my big friend Sierra taught us that Jesus helps us be bold. And then on Friday, Lawrence Elk, who's over there and my personal favorite, <laughs> taught us that Jesus helps us be a good friend. That's right. And on Thursday, we switched gears just a little bit, and we talked about my friend Finn, who's down there in the Rocky Mountain stream, and he taught us about a forever family that we get to have whenever we ask Jesus into our hearts, and he helped us learn that Jesus helps us live forever. Good job, guys. We had each station teach a different part about the old rugged cross and how Jesus did what Jesus did for each one of us. And it was really an amazing Which, experience. I have to say, like, when you think Vacation Bible School, you don't automatically go, oh, Old Rugged Cross. Old Rugged like, Cross, that's the song. That. But it was uh, being one of the, I got to be a teacher mm -hmm. in this uh, VBS this year with Allison Crenshaw, and we had a blast. But it was like 
a really profound day. We're going to talk about it. It really was. So you'll yeah. talk about that a little bit more. Um, the other big thing that we did this week was we learned a lot about alpacas. And I learned very, I knew very little about alpacas other than, you know, kids like them and llamas and all of that stuff. But this week we helped raise money for alpacas for families in Ecuador so that um, they could use them to help farm. They use them for, to like fertilize their farms and work their farms. And then they can use that wool that they make to turn into blankets and clothes and sell so that this is like a renewed resource for these families that they constantly have. They live 10 to 20 years. And so this is something big that really helps their families. And we raised $266.88 to send to Operation Kid to Kid so that they could get an alpaca to a family up in Ecuador. And I'm really proud of them taking, a lot of them took their own money. I got lots of bags of coins and I was just super proud of them realizing the importance and that they were able to reach other people for Jesus um, in other countries. It was really amazing. The other thing I want to do is thank my volunteers. Whether you taught a station like Shannon and Allison, lots of you taught stations, my middle school volunteers, my high school volunteers, if you sent in supplies, thank you. If you prayed for Definitely. us, thank you. It, it took a lot. You can see up here Amazon boxes for days and days and days. Um, but thank you guys for all that you did. I want to give a special thank you to Noreen. I know she was back there in the back. She was my co-director. And when I looked at her and said, we're turning this stage into a train station and we're going to put a stage or we're going to put a train on here and we're going to put a mountain on here and we're going to put a water tower up here. She was like, yeah, no problem. And she climbed up on a very <laughs> rickety ladder and just got in there and got it all done. So Noreen, thank you so much. We could not have done this without you guys. We couldn't have done it without all of you. So Amen. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the last thing I just want to say thank you to are the people here who give regularly, whether that's online or in person here. Your gifts allow us to do things like this. It allowed me to get the supplies I need without any question of what, what we needed. And one of the biggest things I saw this week was I had a leader come to me and go, we have a student here who's never seen a Bible. Um, do you have any here? And I did because people give and I keep them on stock. And so like we were able to turn around and look at that little girl and go, hey, this is your Bible now. It's yours. You get to read it, um, take it home with you and learn all about Jesus. And that's because of your gifts. I have stuff like that on hand. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart to everyone who volunteers, to everyone who gives, this week would not have been a success without you guys. You guys impact Jesus in bigger ways than you know. So yeah. thank you. And, and let's, Thank, you know, again, Kristen, I was trying to come up with your name. It's yeah, Kristen. It's Kristen. Um, but the, the whole iceberg thing, like I've, we have seen you, those of us in the office, we have seen the work that you've put in all the time. And even starting with just recruiting the mm -hmm. leaders that you want to have. So thank you thank for you. this. Um, I loved this past week and I love that people got to see your giftings um, as our kids pastor, because sometimes you just don't know what's going on and what, what is that person doing? And you're like, okay, well, I'm getting my kid back safe and, and <laughs> mostly un, unscarred. So mostly, like, it should be good. Um, but like for them to see your gifts and to see your Thank passion you. for Thank Jesus you. and for them to see that you want to lead kids yeah. to know Christ. Yeah, so, uh, porch community, would you thank your kids pastor, Kristen, <laughs> for the great work that she's done this week? Thank you. Thank you, thank you Kristen. I want you to hear this statistic. It's, it's pretty phenomenal, and it just goes along with it, all the things that Kristen just said. Is that 63% of adult believers, and I can't remember if this was a Barna poll or another, but it's people that do all these different surveys with, about Christians or Christianity or the church and all that, and this, this poll said that 63% of adult believers say that they accepted Christ between the age of 4 and 14. 4 and 14, so... 
You're talking like a pre-K, four, and then like an eighth, ninth grader. In that range, 63% of adult believers say that is when I said yes to Jesus. And so what I would say, and I don't think I'm, I'm going to tell you anything that you don't agree with today, but it's worth pointing out because I want us to be mindful of this. Yeah, today's a little different. Some of you might be going, oh man, I was really hoping to get like three really good points and, and some really good exegesis of some, some of the scripture today. And, and we're going to look at scripture together, but I want you to hear this because see, a huge mistake that a church could make, the church, is to not view kids in the church and in our community as people who need Jesus. Like we could almost go, you know, we just take for granted their presence. Like, well, we'll just get their parents here and the kids will come and take for granted their presence or, or to assume a very, very faulty uh, assumption that the gospel message is too much for a child to hear. It is not. It is not at all. We learned that on Thursday especially. Um, the gospel is not too much for a four-year-old. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not too much for a child. Every single child needs to hear and be taught that there is a God who loves them and who wants to be in relationship with them through Christ Jesus. Um, in Matthew chapter 19, in the gospel of Matthew, um, here's a little bit of the backstory, and it's kind of a well-known verse, um, but Jesus had been teaching. He was known, whether they knew he was Messiah or not, there was something about this person, Jesus, and so parents were bringing their children to Jesus to be blessed. I mean, if Drew and I were there at the time, we would have been taking Mallory there too. So all these parents were taking their children to Jesus to be blessed, and the disciples were like, hey, move along. Like, no, 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 don't bother Jesus right now. We don't, we don't need kids around here, whatever. Which, when you read that passage, you might think, well, gosh, that's really rude. Like, how could they do that? How I can't... But to understand the culture at the time, children were like second-class citizens at best. They were not the center of things. They were not the main focus of things. People were not plastering Facebook with pictures of their children all the time, right? So it was not uncommon for the disciples to be shooing away the people with kids so that they could just talk to the adults. But as Jesus does all the time, he flips the script, right? He turns this moment on its head and so this is what he says in verse 14. He says, let the children come to me. Let them come to me. He says, don't stop them. Don't stop them. Don't stop the children from coming to me, which was not the norm in their culture. That was not, children didn't get to just, you know, all hang around the teacher or the rabbi or the person who was there. Like, this was not the norm. But he says, don't stop them. Let them come. And then he said, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like these children. See, the, the message of Jesus is not too much for a child. And actually, what Jesus is saying is, for some of us, we make it a lot more difficult than it needs to be. Let them come. Let them come. Jesus welcomes all of us, and that includes kids. And so every one of us need to hear this gospel. One of the things that... Um, Allison and I were in, we led the uh, Bible adventures this week. So we got to tell these stories and do some acting, and, and Charlie and Colby were a part of it, and it was really fun for us to have that time. Um, but what I heard and what I listened uh, was that these kids, these four to 14-year-olds, these four to you know, elementary-age kids, 
are dealing with some serious stuff. They are dealing with some serious stuff. They're dealing with the death of a parent or the death of a sibling or a cancer diagnosis in someone that they know and love or unemployment in, in one of their parents or the divorce of their parents or the fact that they're having to move and uproot from what they've known their whole life or addiction in, one, in someone that they know. And my thought is if kids are dealing with that, then they desperately need to hear the gospel of Jesus, right? They desperately need to hear the gospel of Jesus to know that they're not alone. So what Kristen was just telling us, to understand that, that Jesus' power pulls them through divorce, that Jesus' power pulls them and their parents, you know, uh, that helps them along, that, that Jesus' power will get them through the death of a loved one, that, that Jesus will give them hope. They need to hear this, that they need to hear that they can trust Jesus, with every, when everything else in their life is in question, that there is one who they can trust, that they can be bold in talking about Jesus. These kids need to hear this. So, I mean, because you, you heard what I just said they're dealing with. They need to hear these truths. I just want to say this in case you didn't pick up on it already. The goal of our Porch Kids ministry, babysitting. It's not babysitting at all. Kids, leaders who, who spend, spent time with, uh, with kids at VBS um, or the porch kids leaders who spend time with them right now on our, our itty bitties right now in the nursery or the ones who would normally be with them in the back building, but we've asked our porch kids to be in here today. You know, they're not there to keep kids relatively content until a grown-up just comes to get them. That is not their role. Our porch kids leaders are here to do the same thing that I am doing right now. The same exact thing, which is to talk about God, talk about his word, and talk about his love for us through Jesus Christ. That's the goal. That's the purpose. That's the focus. And, and I would say this, uh, grown-ups, we need the same message that our kids learned this week, don't we? Don't we need the same uh, reassurance? Don't we need the same understanding? Not alone to understand that, that Jesus' power pulls us through, that he pulls us through divorce, that he pulls us through the death of a loved one, that he, that he gives us hope when we feel hopeless, that, that we can trust Jesus when nothing else makes sense. Don't we need that message just as much as our kids do, right? That we can be bold in talking about Jesus, we need this message just as much as our kids. I was talking with a parent of one of the kids who came to, uh, to VBS this week, and they were also a volunteer, a helper. And they just recently said yes to God. I mean, they are a brand new believer. And, and they were here, and, and what I loved to find out was that they were sponging up all the information that we were talking about to our kids. They were just taking it all in, like, oh, this is good. This is good news. This is good stuff. Oh, I want to hear this. This is really good. And they said they were learning these great things. I don't know if you are aware. Um, well, I, I mentioned it already, but we hosted not just one VBS this week, but we hosted two. We had two VBSs this week, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. And our middle school students who are up here on the front row, 
they were on their mission week. And so they came, they got dropped off here last Sunday night. And y'all didn't leave campus all week, right? So y'all were here all week long until your parents came to get you on Friday. And so they would work as assistants in the morning, helping with uh, the morning VBS. And then they would have a little break and lunch. And then they hosted kids from the local Boys and Girls Club who were brought over here. And they did the afternoon VBS. They were the leaders. They were the ones. I mean, they had some adult help. But, but our students led a VBS in the afternoon. And so what I would love to do real quick is I've asked, um, I've got two of our students, Susanna and Emma, so you guys can come on up if you would. Um, I think they were going, maybe she'll forget us and we can just keep on trucking. But I've asked them to share a, a moment about their experience this week and uh, what's been going on. So take the spotlight, ladies. And um, I see my friend. So, Hi. Hi, you can put that up there Hello. a little bit more. So, okay, there we go. There you go. Is that a little better? Yeah? Yes. Susanna. You know what I was thinking? So we'll keep it up a little bit more. Am I right in this? Were you the first one we ever baptized here at the porch? Yes, ma'am. You were the first one. So it was like right after, like maybe early August or, or July. July, or yes, July. So maybe the second weekend or I don't know. It was, it was right there. So it was awesome. So that's really great. I love that. So tell us about this week. Um, what was, did you have any God sightings this week where you just really saw God working? Yes, yeah, so this week um, I saw God moving in very powerful ways through each student, but I had Tyler as my kid in our second VBS, and each day he would come in happy as ever, and you would not know he was going through anything, but um, each day he would hold his hand out and say, I know God is in this room with me, what if he just held my hand and it really opened my eyes because later that week I figured out that his grandpa had passed away and I just thought I never knew this and I would never know he was going through something so hard because we talked about death and he told me his grandpa died but he was still happy and I just I was like I noticed that he had hope in Jesus, as one of the posters say, the power of Jesus gives us hope, and he had comfort. And it just really opened my eyes to know that even if he went through something so hard, he still showed how God gave him hope and comfort throughout his hard times in his life. Hmm. That's, that's really good. How about you, Emma? Do you have any God sightings this week? Yeah, throughout the week, we actually had a lot of questions about that. You let the church see your beautiful face. Oh, I know. She's like, oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Throughout the week, we had a lot of questions like that. And on Friday, I was helping out with a kid named Ben. And he said that he knew that God was always standing beside him in every moment. And that he saw him every morning and night when the sun rises and when it's set. And that made me feel good because none of those kids had a perfect home life. And... Even though he wasn't always loved in every situation, he knew that someone was standing beside him and loving him. Hmm. That's really good. You know, one of the things I really loved about the afternoon VBS that was different from our morning VBS is that you guys got to really be one-on-one -on -one with the kids. So each of you had a buddy. Um, and so you really got to know the kids on a much deeper level than, than we were able to in the morning. And, and so I'm glad you guys had that connection. Um, what... 
what have you learned anything about like serving and how that is important for you to to live out your faith emma um, I've learned that it is important to serve because a lot of people don't have good home lives and they're not always having support and not a lot of people always love them at their house. So when you're in the moment and you're serving them, it's important that you're their top priority and they're yours because that might be the only time of the week or the month that they're being loved. Mm. That's really good. And this and I know that it's important to serve others because this week I learned that people really need to be loved because sometimes they may not have the people there to support them. And I know it's my duty to serve others. And Jesus set the example for us to serve and make new disciples. And this past week I was able to make new disciples and have Jesus alongside with me the whole time. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. <clears throat> What's it like to be a part of the porch community and be able to do these things? Um, without the porch, I just my life wouldn't be changed because the porch has given me these opportunities and chances to serve others, and it's just open. It really has made my heart happy to be able to serve others and show that they are loved by not only me but Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm kind of the same way because if it wasn't for the porch, I wouldn't be as close to Jesus and I wouldn't serve Jesus as much as I do now and lean towards him in tough situations. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much. Porch community, will you thank these students for sharing? And so the mission, porch community, it's not to get kids to come to VBS, right? The mission is not to get kids to come to Porch Kids on Sunday or on Wednesdays when we, we come back to school. Um, the, the, the mission is not, we call our middle school ministry, we call it SALT. Um, the, the mission is not to get students to come to SALT. It's not to get students to high school students to go on a mission trip or to come here on Sunday nights. The mission is to help people Come to know Christ and continue to grow in a relationship with him. That's the mission. That's the goal. That's the purpose. It's, it's what you will, might hear me say a lot, which is we want you to know that there's a God who loves you and he wants to be in relationship with you through Christ Jesus. And this is what we want people to know. So we're following Jesus for our community, and which means, and I think you know, Kristen touched on this briefly, is that we are going to invest time building crazy awesome sets. We're going to do that. We will invest resources to, to have a train come and drive the kids around the parking lot because that thing was really cool. Um, we're going to follow Jesus for the kids in our community because we want them to know that there's a God who loves them and wants to be in relationship with them. We're going to follow Jesus for the students in our community. We're going to follow Jesus for the college students, for the young adults, and for the adults in our community. You know, I've already mentioned at 8.30 this morning, we, we sent off... 44 high school students and leaders to, to share Christ in New Orleans and for them to grow in their relationship with God along the way. So our community is, is vast. Kristen also mentioned on Thursday this week that we uh, were given a, a very clear presentation of sin and our need for a Savior. And we actually use the lyrics from the old rugged cross, and there's a line that says, So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. And we spent some time with the kids talking about this. 
We talked about the trophies that we earn as kids. We talked about the awards and the accomplishments that we want to take and how fun that is to the ribbons and the medals and all that stuff, the recognition. And it doesn't change much as adults, does it? It really doesn't. We just kind of transfer trophies for titles and, and medals for salaries and, 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 you know, awards for awards. You know, like we just, it doesn't change much, really. They become these material things. But we asked our kids, and I'm going to ask my friend Charlie Dillard. Will you come up here, friend? You can come around this way. But we asked our kids, we said, so what does it mean in this song to lay our trophies down? What in the world does that mean? What is this old rugged cross, and what does that mean? And so when, when Allison and I asked this question, and it was one of the groups when Charlie was in our class in Bible Adventures, well... This is what Charlie told us. Here you go, sir. At last I lay my trophies down. Hey, hang on one moment. I'll make sure your mic's on. Now it's good. Okay, go ahead. You're ready. At last I lay my trophies down means our, our God is more important than all the things that we have won and all the trophies we have gotten from all the things that we love. And what are we going to do with those trophies, Charlie? We're going to lay them down because our God is more important than anything. That's right. Amen. Will you guys thank my friend Charlie for being up here? Thank you. Allison and I are like, well, we'll just go home. We'll let Charlie teach. So the gospel is not too much for kids. Not too much. In, um, on Thursday, in our Bible Adventures uh, class, we gave paper hearts to our kids. We cut out hearts, and we gave them to them. And we talked about sin, and we talked about how, how when we sin, we, we, we hurt the heart of God, and we're disconnected from him. And I got to tell you, we had these hearts, and we told the kids as a representation of the sin, and when we, we hurt God's heart, we want you guys to tear your heart in half. And we had some kids say, but I don't want to. And we we're like, it's okay, it's okay, it's just a lesson, we'll get... It, we promise it'll work out good in the end. You know, we didn't want to scar him or anything. But we were like, no, this is real. This is the gospel. This is, this is what this looks like. And so they tore their little paper hearts. And we talked about being disconnected and moving our trophies. And we had, and I wish I'd have brought it in here. I didn't think about it. But we had like a mid-sized cross that was in that room. And it was very rough. And it was, it was made to be an old rugged cross. And... After a while, we talked about what Jesus has done for us, and he came to reconnect us and to heal our hearts, and it was just, it wasn't anything really major. Um, but we uh, took tape, and we just went around and said, this simple scotch tape represents what Jesus has done for us. And we just taped those hearts back together. We told them to try and try to put the hearts back together without the tape, and it just didn't work. But then they saw that their hearts could be made whole through Jesus when we're disconnected from God. And as they left the classroom, and this was, for me, this was my God sighting. Like, you girls had God sighting. This was my God sighting for the week. As the kids left the class, it, it gets a little rowdy at Vacation Bible School. You guys know that, right? So, but this was a one day, and we said, hey, we want you guys to be quiet, and we want you to hold your heart. And when Miss Allison comes by and touches you on the shoulder, we want you to walk by the cross quietly, no one talk, and lay your heart at the foot of the cross, 
and say a little prayer. You can say it quietly or you can say it in your mind, but tell God, thank you for Jesus. And so one by one, Allison went around the room and touched children and on the shoulder and they would get up and they would come by and it was very quiet. It was, it was a very um, just special moment. Like the children, they, they took it seriously and they walked by and they did this and you could hear some whispering, thank you, God. Thank you for Jesus. You'd hear this as they walked by. And then the last student who was walking out, <laughs> as he walked by the cross, my friend Dawson. And Dawson is one of our sweet, sweet boys. And he had his helper with him. And Dawson said, Thank you, God, for Jesus! And it was beautiful. And it was absolutely beautiful. See, the gospel's not too much for our kids. It's not too much for our kids with autism and other special needs. The gospel is not too much. We want people to know that there is a God who loves them and who wants to be in relationship with them through Christ Jesus. In Mark chapter 9, it says this, beginning in verse 36. Jesus is teaching again, and he says, Then he, he put a little child among them, and taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also my father who sent me. So the gospel's not too much. The gospel's not too much. And, and I just want to echo what Kristen said when I say to you, thank you for being a church that supports ministry to be able to happen for kids for the ones that call this place their church home and for those who came for VBS, those who were bused here for the week, but for so many in our community and way beyond. See, the gospel's not too much, and we want to make sure that we share that message of Jesus Christ over and over again. I'm going to ask my husband, Drew, if he'll come up here. He did not know I was doing this. Um, <laughs> he's like, oh, hey, I would have. So, good morning, honey. Um, I don't call everyone honey that comes up here on stage, just, just the handsome ones. Um, but Drew is our middle school leader. He's our volunteer leader, so you're not paid, you're not on staff, but you have been leading our middle school ministry. Um, he's like, hey, are you going to offer me a job? No. Um, I don't know if you'd take it. I don't know. <laughs> but I did want you to take a few moments and just share with uh, the porch community about the students and your week experience and all that. Okay. <clears throat> so I was sitting there thinking, well, what would I say if I came up here? Because I had a feeling this might happen. But um, I was thinking about my God sighting for the week because I didn't have to, I didn't have a kid like they did. I didn't have a kid that I walked with all week or, or spent time sharing with Jesus. But my God sighting was watching your students. <clears throat> we had 23, four students that were present for the whole week. And my God sighting was to watch them grow in their their relationship with God, but also with each other. The way that they interacted with each other, the way that they welcomed each other. We had some students that came to work and serve here that have never been a part of our group before. And they were so welcoming of each other. Um, they have their 
They had their good friends. They had the close people that they came with, but they were open enough to welcome new people in and love each other with God's love. And it it just, I don't know, it just came out. It was so obvious at how much they showed this love towards each other. And they couldn't have had a successful week if they didn't do that. And and so for me to see um, to see that to see uh, because that's a hard age. Like I, I don't know what your middle school experience like. Mine was tough, um, but to to have people welcome you in and open up and allow you to come into their f- group of friends is not the easiest thing to do at that age. And I was just so proud of our students because they really did that with each other. And, and so because of that, it went down to the kids and to everybody else that served and, and everything that happened only happened because they were willing to be kind and to be loving and to be welcoming to each other and then to the people that they served. So that was my God sighting for the week was just to see that. And also just I had a lot of special people help me and help the students this week that just stepped up without... Uh, some without much notice, some without much prep, but um, had several people that just stepped up and just were there to love on our middle school students so that they could in turn show love to our community here in Valdosta. So, um, yeah, so I had a couple of people that were really um, special in implementing this week. Nina Henson and Crystal Rowan helped me plan a lot of uh, this and were very present during the week. And I know my wife and Allison both also stepped up to help uh, kind of convert the VBS morning week into the afternoon as well. And then I had some uh, students, uh, some college students, Katie Lynn and Matt uh, and uh, Lindsay that came and stayed with our students in the evenings and in the afternoons and, and, and spent time loving them and being present with them also. And it was, it all came together very well and it was a wonderful week. So, thank you, honey. you're welcome. Thank you. thank you for your time. Thank you for taking a a, a week of vacation from work to, to give it to um, your church and to these students and the kids in our community. Um, Porch community, I, like I said, I know today might be a little different than, than what you might uh, normally expect, um, but I hope that what you've heard is that we want people to know about Jesus. And we don't restrict that. There's no age limit on that. Like there's not too young or too old. And, and, and not only that, but there's opportunities for us to, to share. I mean, we learned this, that we want to be bold for Jesus, that, that we want to be bold. And um, this is what we've had the opportunity to do this week. So I pray that um, you have been encouraged by what you've heard people say, by the testimonies, by video, by our time together. I want us to pray, and we're going to end our time in worship this morning. Um, God, thank you that we get to be together and to celebrate who you are. That we get to say, thank you, God, for Jesus. And that we can say it, whether it's out loud or in a whisper, um, at the top of our lungs, or, or just on our own. But we proclaim, thank you. For Jesus. I pray, Lord, that this week will be for our students, for those who served, for those who volunteered, for those who maybe served for the first time, that, that today would be, or this week would be one of those moments that is the beginning. It's a building block for, for moving forward in their, their faith journey. God, we pray for the kids from the Boys and Girls Club 
and the kids who are a part of this week, but the message that you love them deeply and you care for them deeply through Jesus is just a seed that has been planted. And God, we want to do our part to help water that and to grow that and to help them grow in their relationship with you. God, we love you. We want to follow you. We want to follow after you. We thank you that you've made that sacrifice for us. And it happened right there at the old rugged cross. God, we lay our trophies down this morning and all the things we thought that were so important. Like my friend Charlie said, you are the most important. I pray that our time of worship will reflect that. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.